Good morning. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a major theme in Jesus' teaching. He talked about it all the time. He taught his disciples and taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come. And when a scribe agreed with him that the greatest commandments are to love God and love our neighbor, Jesus said to him, you're not far from the kingdom of God. But what exactly is the kingdom of God? Much contemporary scholarship has emphasized the social and political dimensions of the kingdom of God. Jesus preached to the poor. He healed lepers and associated with tax collectors and sinners. He said, blessed are you poor and woe to you who are rich. He confronted the powerful and the privileged and denounced the last will be first and the first will be last. But Jesus was clearly not a revolutionary in any conventional sense. He would not allow his followers to make him king. At his arrest, he told his disciples to put away their swords, saying, all who take the sword will perish with the sword. In fact, Jesus rarely spoke of programs or policy or reforms. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's is not much help for tax policy or stewardship. Like the guy who explained how he made his pledge to the church, he said, I take all the money in my pocket and throw it up to heaven and anything God wants, he keeps. (laughs) For Jesus... The kingdom of God is at hand. It is received by faith. Repent and believe the good news. And it is a matter of prayer. Thy kingdom come. The kingdom of God is not of this world. It is the kingdom of God. It's a reality that can only be spoken about in parables, in metaphor, in simile. It's a thought or an insight planted in us like a seed that is sown, that seems small at first, like a mustard seed, but in our unconscious moments grows secretly like a seed growing in a field underground until it bursts into consciousness in a moment of awareness and enlightenment that changes us forever. So that we come to see everything through the prism of this new awareness, new truth, new reality that is within us and among us, and all around us. That's why 
Jesus did not speak to them except in parables. Why he had to say not, this is the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God is like this or like that. Because the kingdom of God is like a treasure that is hidden in a field, we must above all seek the kingdom of God. Which is why we learn more from poets and painters than from politicians and pundits. Why, as Bruce Springsteen says, we learned more from a three-minute record than we ever learned in school. Last month, Bob Dylan turned 80. In an encomium, Bob Dylan at 80 in praise of a mighty and unbowed singer and songwriter in The Guardian, Edward Docks wrote that when we listen to Dylan, we are listening to a man forever in search of God. People talk of Dylan finding Jesus in the late 1970s, just as they talk of him being a political protest singer in the 60s. But the truth is the reverse. Dylan is perpetually looking for God, and his protest is political only because underneath it, it is existential. He, has often he is often explicitly protesting against injustice, sure, but he is also making incandescent protest against the indifferent universe. He is concerned with spirituality in its deepest sense, the quest for human dignity and meaning. One of Dylan's most iconic songs is Blowing in the Wind, which was probably inspired by Jesus' answer to Nicodemus' questions about seeing the kingdom of God and being born again. Jesus points to the wind, which blows wherever it wills. Dylan's song asks nine questions about peace and justice and indifference to human suffering and insists the answer is blowing in the wind. The song has been shaped into a modern parable in the movie Forrest Gump. In the movie, Forrest Gump is more of an archetype than a character. He is a simpleton because he represents the traditional values of love and sincerity and truthfulness which appear to us as childish, as naive, and stupid. But stupid is as stupid does. And Forrest knows what love is. The movie takes us through the events of our recent history, the desegregation of schools, the Vietnam War, the turbulent 60s counterculture, the anti-war movement, the post-war bitterness and disillusionment of veterans, the AIDS epidemic. Forrest Gump is placed in each situation as if to say, 
this is how it might have been different if we had acted with sincerity and truth, if we had walked in love. Throughout, the episodes are held together by the song Blowing in the Wind. Jenny, introduced as Bobby Dylan, sings Blowing in the Wind in the cabaret nightclub before Forrest rescues her. The wind rises in the soundtrack as she returns to her childhood home to confront the memory of her abuse. Lieutenant Dan is reconciled to God, lashed to the mast of a shrimp boat in the eye wall of a hurricane. Forrest walks the trails of Vietnam and runs the roads of America. How many roads must a man walk down? And in the end, Forrest sits with his son at the school bus stop where the story had begun as a white dove's feather floats across the screen, blowing in the wind. How many seas must a white dove sail? The parable tells us this is how it could have been. The kingdom of God is at hand. This is what our world, our life, our story can be if we live with sincerity and truth when we walk in love. When we love God and love our neighbor, then we are not far from the kingdom of God.